All right, I'm Jose Salviati, formerly the featured columnist covering the Los Angeles Clippers for Bleacher Report. I wrote a series of articles covering the 2010 NBA Finals for the LA Times, and I'm currently the editor at thepeachbasket.net, based out of the West Coast. I'm joined by Steve Priscello, who is a longtime educator and vice principal, who was a head basketball coach for 14 years and athletic director for five years. He's also the author of a series of articles called NBA Random Thoughts. He's based out of the East Coast, and this is the Shot Clock Pod. Steve and I have 15 minutes to discuss what's on our minds around the NBA. Today, we'll bounce between the East and the West Coast with an emphasis on the Philadelphia 76ers from the East and the Los Angeles Lakers from the West. Like we did last week, we're going to time ourselves, and you will hear a buzzer of sorts when our time is up uh, 15 minutes from now. Steve, you ready to go? I'm always ready. Let's go. All right. Clock is ticking. We'll start with the Philadelphia 76ers on the East Coast. Um, I wanted to go back to something we discussed last week. You said Joel Embiid is your MVP. We got a little more time now. Let's dive a little deeper into, into why. I think it, it's quite apparent when they run off a bunch of wins, this guy's getting 40 or 35 to 40 every night. Um, he's carrying them basically. And if you look at the Sixers and you com- compare them with Milwaukee or Boston, they don't nearly have the quality depth that both of those teams do. So when you start thinking about it, well, what's the reason? Well, this guy is keeping them in games. He, he is doing it all. Um, he needs his partner, Harden, who's been out the last couple of games and they've lost because they run a lot of pick and roll or screen and roll whichever way you want to say it. But that, that the two of them are very effective with that. But Embiid has to score 35 to 40 a night. And he did that for them to win those eight games in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that to me is, is the, the case I'll make. So let me broad brush it here or, or really kind of take a step back. And, and, and we brought this up last week. To you, what does the MVP mean? Is it the best player on the best team? Is it the guy who scores the most points? Is it the guy who does the most things? What what does MVP mean to you? I look at winning. And I think Embiid, if you look at it, and I don't know exactly right now, but Denver, and and I know they play tonight, but Denver and Philly have comparable records. Yeah. I know if you take away Jokic, you're going to have a problem. Right. But if you take away Embiid you don't have much of anything, you know, Harden is a good player. He's not what he was. And then you, Tobias Harris has fallen into a shell and Maxi we thought would be better, but he's up and down. Now, if you compare that with Denver, you got Murray, you know, Porter up and down. Aaron Gordon has become a borderline Mm all-star. So with all that, I kind of look at Denver, not good without him, without the big guy, but, probably better than Philly. And the East is a lot tougher than the West this year. Yeah. Weird. And, right. You know, yeah. and, and, and he's hang, keeping them in it. And until Harden got hurt, they were ahead of Boston. So I, I kind of take all that into consideration. He, he's bringing the wins home. And that, yeah. that's the first time he's been able to say that this, you know, doing this well, where in the past they didn't do this well last year and the year before when he complained about not getting it. Yeah, so th- that's yeah. my my thought process. No, that, and it makes sense. I mean, that's that's a it's a good an answer to that question as as I've had. So, what 
because you watch the Sixers, you watch East Coast basketball well, more than I do. What has changed in, in Embiid's game? Because like you said, I know he wanted the MVP last season. I think he's, he's been playing at a really high level for a few seasons. What's changed this season? I'm going to use, and I'm going to use a Celtic comparison. As a player gets older, they get better until they peak out at 28 to 30 and so yeah. on. He's just hitting his prime. Like Jalen Brown is beginning to hit his prime. And they're only going to get better. <clears throat> He's become, from the foul line area, a little bit in. That little turnaround is unstoppable, and it goes. Um, I've seen him do all kinds of things offensively, and he can hit a three. I, I don't know the percentage. Right. I'm going to guess he's, he's shooting over 30, 33 34%, which is good. For a big guy, it's tremendous. So what doesn't he do during a game? That doesn't end. He's increased in that streak. As I pointed out, he increased his block shots. He increased his rebounding um, during that streak. So, again, he's playing both ends and he's doing everything. And that is different than the last few seasons? I think it's much better. I think offensively, he's become a situation. I'll use it all. When I was coaching certain people, when you coach against certain people and they got the ball, you're saying, oh, God. Oh, no. And when he gets the ball, you're thinking the same thing. He's going to score. He's going to score, and I don't know how you're going to stop him. Yeah. The only way that does stop him, by the way, is his foul trouble. Yeah. Interesting. I I looked it up just so that we have it. uh, 34.1% from three, uh, career 33.8. So he's a little bit above his career. And um, I think the, the barometer has always been 35% for a good three-point shooter. So he's, yeah. he's right there uh, this season, which is crazy for somebody Seven in four. his position. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, listen, I, 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 I've always had issue with the MVP in general because I don't know what it means, right? Is it the best player, the best score? Uh, it, it, can, it means a lot of different things to different people. Yeah. I think it's, it's almost a crime that LeBron hasn't, gotten it you know six or seven times he's been the best player over the course of say 2008 through maybe 2013 um so it it almost seems to be subjective um which bothers me but uh you make a great argument uh sticking with the sixers sure and i think this is a silly question but i'll ask it anyway everything goes right for them what's their ceiling they can win the whole thing but i you're, you're, it's it's not going to be easy. Um, he's got to take off and just carry them every night. Uh, Harden's got to be healthy. Harden's got to play well. Harden's got to shoot the ball better than he has this year. Although a couple of years ago he was from the three, that step back from the three was unstoppable. Now it's yeah. stoppable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he you know, and, and the other thing too, Embiid gets to the foul line a lot. Um, he needs he needs a good whistle too to, to help him through, yeah. meaning he's got to you know, and he's got to stay out of foul trouble. But it, it'll be it'll be tough because I think Boston's a tad better and Milwaukee's better, so you know it'll be hard. Yeah, I think every world champion from the very start has has had to have a little bit of luck uh, mixed in with everything else. So injuries. Um, that, uh, that makes sense. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, their ceiling's got to be to win it all. So let's flip that around 180. What's the worst-case scenario? Now, when we were prepping for this, I brought up Doc Rivers. Uh, Doc Rivers is the only coach to have 3-1 leads, series leads for coaches or for teams he's coached and not one. 
he's, he's had some difficulty. Um, what's the worst case scenario? Is, is Doc Rivers the worst case scenario? Is there some worst case scenarios? They get beat in the first and second round and he's fired. Um, <laughs> very simple. And yeah. they get beat in the second round because they might end up with either Boston or Milwaukee. Right. You know, and that, that's not an easy situation. Um, it depends if Mores wants somebody else. I think with Doc Rivers, I think every guy likes to play for him because he, he, he gets it. He gets people. But I also think the game has changed, and I don't know if he's changed with it. His mm-hmm. offense is very stagnating, meaning they, they run the, the pick and roll all day, usually Harden and Bede, and the other players you know, stand and hope for the ball, and if they can, they do something. They've minimized Tobias Harris, who isn't a decent offensive player, but he's become a fourth wheel that, that really isn't, doesn't do a lot, um, yeah. and he can score. And, yeah. and Maxi, Maxi, I thought would become a tremendous player. He he's more of a hit and miss guy, and, and to be a star, you got to do it every night. And he hasn't done that. He had thirty seven, I think, the other day, but then he pairs that with a game that's not a good game. So those are the, the problems. And then his bench isn't good. PJ Tucker is a pest. He can't shoot. He, he gets rebounds. He's an energy player, but. You know, geez, I, I don't know. And he's a good defender. So, right. I, you know, I, I don't know. And the bench, you know, it's hit and miss with Melton and those people. And then the backup behind, Embiid's got to play 40 minutes because Reed is, you know, at best average, which, and also Embiid's got to stay out of foul trouble. But for Rivers, he's good with people, but I think his old style game is being passed by as the game changes to the yeah. drive and kick and, and spot up shooters. Yeah. Interesting. So it sounds like, right, the sky's the limit for the Sixers, but a lot, well, not a lot, but a certain thing has got to go right. A few certain things have got to go right for them to really advance beyond the second. Yeah, I agree. All right. Awesome. Um, Let's leave the East Coast and we'll come over to my side of the country and talk West Coast. We got plenty of great basketball teams in the West Coast. We got plenty of teams above 500. You mentioned the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that's a team leading the West. It just beat the Bucs. This is a great basketball team. But of all of those teams, we've decided to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers that uh, as of right now are in the ninth seed, uh, holding on barely. Um, so let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, what do you think? I followed. What's that? Well, yeah. Tell us what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, here's what we want to discuss, and and, and I'll I'll go first. So, number one, did they get better at the trade deadline? Um, They brought in some some good players, and they got rid of some good players. So, it's it's interesting. I think the general answer is, yeah, they got better. I don't think there's any denying it. Um, Sometimes you get, you know, there's addition by subtraction. Uh, Russell Westbrook, phenomenal basketball player, top 75. Patrick Beverly, great player. The kind of player you have on championship teams. For whatever reason, it didn't work with the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, you can you can scrutinize it all you want. You know, I have thoughts. It just didn't work, and that's fine. Bringing in somebody like uh, D'Angelo Russell, who started with the Lakers and wants to be here, uh, he he brought energy. Uh, he brought a consistent shot from three, which we weren't getting. You know, the Lakers weren't getting from from uh, Westbrook or Patrick Beverly. Uh, they got defense from. Uh, Vando, who's been uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who's been really good defensively, but kind of non-existent offensively, which again is kind of fits the mold of Patrick Beverly. 
and and what is really kind of what I think has happened is that they're kind of settling into their roles. Uh, like the Lake, uh, the problem with the Lakers right now is the same problem everybody in the league is having, and that's injuries. They they have been incredibly inconsistent. Their greatest uh, winning streak is, is five uh, five games. They haven't come close to matching it. Um, you know, it's one step backward, two uh, one step forward, two step back for the Lakers. So did they get better? Absolutely. When um, when the trade deadline uh, happened, when they made all those moves, they were hovering around the 13th spot. Now they're in the eighth. So yeah, they got better. There's no denying that, but this is still a very flawed team. Um, and, and we can talk about that when we, we get to the next few points, but do you have any thoughts on that? You know, do you, do you see them uh, enough to know if they got better? I, in your I eyes? see them more than, you know, most of the Western teams. Cause it's always intriguing with anything with LeBron involved. Um, I think, I think Polinka deserves a lot of credit. I know he's maligned yeah. out there, but he, he had no money to work with through the cap. And, all, and he made vast improvements. D'Angelo Russell, to me, is a overrated player, but, but one of the best big shooters in the game. Mm-hmm. When he gets on a roll, look out. And they yeah. need someone who can shoot a three. And naturally, the biggest thing that they need is health, meaning Anthony Davis, who seems like he falls down every, every time up the court, and he's also injured all the time. And LeBron's foot has got to stay together. I think yesterday they struggled against the Bulls because it was new with LeBron with yeah. that group. And I think they weren't, you know, it just didn't play well. But I think they'll be okay. And I think if they get to the sixth spot, they're dangerous. They're yeah. dangerous. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're dangerous. And in the West, the home court advantage is nice, but it really means nothing because yeah. the, the teams are so evenly balanced. And by the way, if they get in sixth, they might end up with Sacramento. I think they become the favorites. Interesting. Well, I would think they'd definitely be the favorites, but Sacramento's really, really good. Uh, but great segue. Uh, everything goes right. What do you think the Lakers' ceiling is? Probably it gets harder in the second and third round because they play every other day. And that's going to wear the old guy down and Davis. So I think I think at some point they'll wear down, but I think I think they can get to the conference finals. Wow. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I'm not as high on the Lakers as you are. I'll tell you why. Again, it goes back to that stat I mentioned earlier. Their high watermark is five games in a row. You got to win four. Now you you don't have to win them in a row, right? But you got you got to win four games. They have losing records against the, in their division. They have losing records in their conference. This is not a team that has proven to be consistent enough to win four games out of seven. I, I just haven't seen it. Question um, for you, though. Question for you. Yeah. What team you think can beat them? Teams. Yeah. Well, you see, and, and, and I think that's a loaded question, right? Because when we think of the Lakers, we think, uh, you know, healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, right? right. A healthy Dela who's been out. I think if that team had time together, they're extraordinarily dangerous. I don't think there's any denying that. But they haven't been together. They've, they've all been hurt. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's one or two times that all three of those guys have been on the court at any one time, and that's the problem. No consistency, no cohesiveness, no chemistry, and, that, and that's the problem. So what teams can beat them? I think the Sacramento te- Kings could absolutely beat them. 
right now. Uh, this is a team that has a legitimate home court advantage, which a lot of teams in the in the West don't. But you go to Sacramento, you, you there there will not be any Laker fans in Sacramento. Uh, but there's our timer. But we're gonna keep going just a little longer. Yeah. Um, whereas you go to certain places, there are always Laker fans uh, in Sacramento. They're gonna be drowned out. It's a legitimate home court advantage. Um, certainly, you know, the Suns with Kevin, uh, Kevin KD, Kevin Durant, they could beat them. But again, Kevin Durant, same conversation we're having with the Lakers. Is he going to come back? Is there some cohesiveness there? Are they going to be able to, to play well together? The West is just a mess right now. It's just a mess. And I think that works to the Lakers' benefit because they could find somebody, you know, that could be matched up against the Suns without KD. We don't know. Um, they couldn't be matched up against an inexperienced uh, Kings team, which, you know, I think we'll, they'll, 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 they might steal a game there. I just don't think that they can win four out of seven. Um, when you talk about Sacramento, and I've watched a few of their games in the last couple of weeks, I'm not impressed. And, and I'll say this to you to think about. Okay. How many teams that are terrible defensively go far in the playoffs? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike D'Antoni proved that inconclusively, right, with his seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. Right. He thought – that you know you, you win by scoring more points, so we're going to score score more points than anybody, and we're going to score them quick. Uh, and we don't care how many we give out because we're going to score more points than you. And that just does not work in the playoffs. Undeniable. That's that's why I think LeBron and his team would love to play Sacramento in the first. Yeah, round. yeah. Well, and we're hearing that a lot, right? The Clippers want to line up with the Suns. The Lakers want to line up with the Suns. I hear it, but I, I've seen them play. And, and Mike Brown, their coach, who is likely the, the, the coach of the oh, year, he is. Um, is a defensive-minded basketball player or a basketball coach. Um, and, and they play, you know, defense in the NBA has, has changed, right? It's not like it was in the 80s and 90s when, you know, you, you held teams to 70, 80 points. Uh, because you could hand check and knock people down. Today, defense means playing, you know, 24 seconds of tough defense well, when you need to. I think – go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, the, the Kings do that. They do that. Well, I think the recipe in the NBA now has become this. You get a big guy. He doesn't have necessarily have to score, but he can block shots and rebound. Right. And then you get four people who can score. Shooters, a couple guys that can go to the basket – but also guys that can spot up and shoot, and that's the recipe. Now, when you look at the Kings, Sabonis is a real good player. However, yeah. however, defensively, he's uh, – yeah. And then, you know, Fox is a good player. Defensively, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Herter can score. But defensively, you know, I can keep going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's just – they have nobody, even even some teams that aren't good defensively, they can put somebody out there to guard somebody that can stop you. They don't have a stopper defensively. And, and that that's my my point with them. Um, we, we digress to Sacramento. Last thing, though, who do you see win in the West? I have no idea. If you have, <laughs> if, a, if you have your life on the line, you've got to make <laughs> a decision right now. Who do you got? Yeah, uh, Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. I, they're, they're, they're the king of the hill right now. Uh, listen, and I'm only doing it because I got a gun to my head. But they're the best team. They've got a winning record in the division, in their conference. They're, they're phenomenal. They've beaten everybody. 
Um, again, like Sacramento, I think Denver has got a legitimate home court home court advantage, and they're going to have it throughout the whole um, Western Conference playoffs. So yeah, that would be the team. Um, you got to get another one then. Okay, if you got who's second, by the way, in the West to Denver, and you're Sacramento mind. Kings. Wow, we disagree on that one. Then now East, if you had to put life on the line, who you got? Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics. I was, and maybe because Boston's played well in the last couple of days, I was very heavy on Milwaukee. Now I'm starting to wonder, and I had Philadelphia in my mind too, and I still do, but I, I very interesting. Thursday night, Boston plays in Milwaukee. That's, that is an interesting game because if Boston beats them, it kind of opens the whole thing, and Milwaukee's got to be thinking – you know, we, this team, we can't, you know, we can't beat here. So to me, that's a very big game to watch. And Boston, I know, is wanting the first seed. Um, so it, it gets very interesting because that seed comes down to it in the home court and all that good stuff. Yeah. But that that's my thought. Philadelphia can be tough. Any sleepers in either division you have? <laughs> Besides yeah. that, you know. Yeah, the Grizzlies are a sleeper in the West. Uh, the the Clippers, uh, especially if they get Paul George back, uh, could make some noise. Um, in the East, I think it's it's you know the Cavs. I like the Cavs. The Cavs are fun. The Cavs are are an entertaining basketball team. Um, I don't think the Knicks or the Nets uh, are are, are going to make any significant noise. So sleepers would be the Sixers and the Cavs for me. Interesting. I I think the Cavs will be a problem next year, but I think they're not ready for prime time yet. Yeah. As I do with Memphis. I think yeah. they're both not ready for prime time. And Memphis is just immature. So yeah. you know that's a whole different argument for another day. But no no argument for me on either one of those points. That's my, my two thoughts. Yeah. Outstanding. Well we've gone over we call ourselves a shock clock pod because we're supposed to be time boxed, but we can't help it, man. We got we talk basketball yeah. and we keep going and keep going. But that's it. That's our time. Thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing. Join us next week on the Shot Clock Pod, the best 15 minutes of NBA, NBA random thoughts online. We'll talk next week.